Good morning. Welcome to Trinity's Daily Podcast. My name is Chris McDaniel, the senior pastor here at the church, and we're going to read a passage from Matthew 19 and then pray and spend just a little bit of time here at the beginning of our day thinking about uh, the Bible and what God has to say to us through it, uh, both about Him and about our lives. Let's read. Then little children were being brought to him in order that he might lay his hands on them and pray. The disciples spoke sternly to those who brought them, but Jesus said, Let the little children come to me, and do not stop them, for it is to such as these that the kingdom of heaven belongs. And he laid his hands on them and went on his way. Then someone came to him and said, Teacher, what good deed must I do to have eternal life? And he said to him, Why do you ask me what is good? There is only one who is good. If you wish to enter into eternal life, keep the commandments. And he said to him, which ones? Jesus said, you shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, honor your father and mother. Also, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. The young man said to him, I've kept all these. What do I lack? Jesus said to him, if you wish to be perfect, go, sell your possessions and give the money to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come and follow me. When the young man heard this, he went away grieving, for he had many possessions. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Father, we thank you for the Bible. God, I thank you for the fact that these teachings of Jesus have much to say to us. We pray that you would help us to hear today uh, that which you want us to hear. Help us to see uh, truth in your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So people... We're bringing their small children to Jesus. They, uh, there's something about Jesus that made them think that he would want this. Uh, they wanted Jesus to lay hands on their kids and pray for their kids to, to bless their kids. And the disciples uh, see this and they think that Jesus has better things to do. They speak, the text says, sternly to the parents. They basically rebuke the parents and say, um, get, get back. Jesus needs to deal with different people. And he has other people that he needs to pay attention to. And I think one of the things that a passage like this invites us to see is that if we're not careful, we, like the disciples, will begin to believe that Jesus is interested in the same sorts of people that we're interested in. I think one of the reasons why the disciples were rebuking these parents is that they felt like Jesus needed to be around more powerful people, more influential people. Surely, you know, if he was going to advance his message. His message would be better advanced if he spent his time hobnobbing with powerful people. Kids are the opposite of powerful. Um, they, they're powerless. They're vulnerable. Uh, and sometimes we run into the same trap. We think that Jesus surely wants to spend more time and energy with important people, with powerful people. And frankly, this is probably one of the reasons why many of us struggle on a heart level to believe that Jesus wants to spend time with us. We think, I don't have it together. Uh, I'm not powerful. I'm not influential. And the disciples fell into a really old trap, one that you're probably struggling with today, thinking Jesus surely is interested in lofty folks, not normal folks. But Jesus actually rebukes the disciples. He says to them, let the children come to me. And I think that that says something to to you and me. I I think as I sit here in my office, recording this, uh, it just speaks to me about the fact that Jesus wants me. He wants you. He wants people who are not so sure that they have something to offer. 
He wants to relate with. He wants to interact with those who don't feel great about their standing in the community. He wants to be with people, period. And I would go further and say the more aware we become of our vulnerability and our neediness, the more Jesus says, let them come to me. Kids are vulnerable, and Jesus says, I want to be with the vulnerable. And I think that begs the question, well, then what do we do to cultivate an awareness of our need for God? And I think that's where the rest of the story goes, seemingly on cue, immediately after Jesus creates this teaching moment regarding little kids and power, a rich young man enters the scene. He asks Jesus a question that's really born out of an understanding that he had of power and self-interest. He says, well, what good thing must I do to inherit or have eternal life? See, he wants to know, where is it within my responsibility? What, What do I do within my power to actually gain good standing with God? And Jesus invites him to reflect on his life. He, he actually, I love what Jesus does here because rather than um, shut him down and, and just teach at him or preach at him or lecture him, Jesus actually asks him some questions to uh, get him going, to get him thinking and maybe get him ar- to articulate where he really is coming from. He, he says to the kid, he says, keep, keep the commandments. And the man then wants to justify himself and clarify. And so he says, well, which commandment should I keep? And then Jesus answers with the really big ones. You know, the ones that hopefully you haven't done this week. Don't murder. Don't commit adultery. Don't steal. Don't lie. Honor your parents. Love your neighbor. And the man's like, check, 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 check. I've done all of these things. See, what the man is doing in this moment, and this is where we all want to live our lives, he, he's living within the realm of his competency. He's like, basically, I'm, I'm on safe ground here because I'm doing a pretty good job. And I want, to, I want to be really clear about this. This man's obedience was commendable in the same way that yours is. If you're doing the right thing, like that's good. But where the challenge came, I think this is also where the challenge is for you and me. The man, as long as he was living within the realm of his competency, he felt like he was in control. And there's nothing wrong with being competent, but I will tell you that in order to grow, to really grow, whether it's in our faith or in any kind of discipline, we have to move beyond our own control and competency. I remember a few years ago when I was entering a doctoral program at Asbury Seminary, our, our coach, our professor said, we're going to push you out of your competency comfort zone. You're going to live at the edge or beyond your competency for three years. And she was not lying. Um, I think I grew more in three years academically and maybe intellectually than I ever have because I was living outside of my competency. See, the man wanted to live within the realm of his competency. So do you. So do I. And what Jesus does is he gets us to name our competency, and then he says, I want you to go further. One of the Gospels in its telling of this story actually says, uh, one thing you lack. (laughs) Jesus is like, good that you got this stuff, but you're lacking one thing. And he says, move out of your comfort zone. One of the Gospels tells us that Jesus loves the man as he points out what he lacks. And in this instance, he says, let go of your stuff, give up your things, give up the things that make you feel secure. And I just want to say, this is not a universal teaching. Jesus is not telling everyone to give up all their stuff, to sell all their stuff. What Jesus is doing is he's inviting this guy to remove the barrier that he has to really being with God. The man said what he said in response to Jesus wanting to bless children effectively. It's why these stories are uh, juxtaposed. They're right next to one another. Jesus is essentially saying again 
to this man of power and position. He's saying, become like this child. Let go of the things that are complicating your connection to me. And so I just want to ask you, where do you feel pushed or invited maybe to push beyond and outside your competency? Where do you feel inadequate? Where do you feel like a beginner? And where are you being tempted to retreat back into competency? Gosh, I can think of a lot of the application for me in this season. And I bet if you stop for a second and think, you probably could find it for yourselves. I think that would be good for us. Um, those would be good questions to ask, uh, to put before the Lord today. I pray for God's blessing to be with you. Go in peace, my friends. Amen.